This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello everyone, welcome to another web-slinging episode of... Zing This! You've got me, Spectacular Zinger. Well, and I'm Aunt Ellie. And we are joined by... I'm with great power comes great responsa, Phil Itty. Ah, <laughs> nice. I had to really work. My name does not work with anything in this movie. <laughs> nice. Well that, well, that is great. I liked it. Much like a high schooler bitten by a radioactive spider, we are cursed with the great power and great responsibility of... Guesting with Phil Rude again, being on the show to discuss the first in the Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man movies. That Thank was you guys lo- for having me. That was a long-winded way I to know, do that. I know, wow. <laughs> I was impressed. It was a long trip. It, 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 it took a long road, but it got there. It Yay. got there eventually. Yeah. I'm so happy to discuss something else other than Star Wars. I feel it's going to come up. <laughs> in the Spider-Man discussion? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, I, I feel the, the Star Wars will be our unavoidable thing that will just Trojan horse its way into everything every time we do a movie series. Oh, goodness. It seems to be uh, lurking around every corner of the internet. Um, we released our Last Jedi mm-hmm. episode on Brokebot Mountain last week. Yes, and it was a very good 90% episode. 90% of the text and internet conversations I've had since then have been back and forth about Star Wars. So, yeah. Um, and they've been it's with kind me. of on the brain. And it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So, going back, we are we are flashing back now to the year, or at least when, when this came out. We we watched it, we all watched it again recently, but just to set the, two. set the mood for this, this was the first Spider-Man movie to come out in the Sam Raimi trilogy, which released back in 2002. Mm-hmm. So, a good... 16 years ago ish so this was also released after the x-men movies this was sort of the first wave of i guess comic book movies since like the batman era stuff in the 90s and definitely the first wave for marvel really big since then so that's kind of, I guess, a brief synopsis of which one we're discussing in case it's confusing since there are several different Spider-Man movies. Right, and collectives. <laughs> yes, now. Yes, now. But with that, we are going to do our top three favorite moments or favorite things from this movie. And our guest, Phil, shall go first. Yes, yes. Oh, I get to kick it off. All right. Yeah, yeah. Kick, kick away. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with um, my my favorite thing in this movie. I don't know if it's my favorite thing, but I'm, I just want to start off with a general uh, sweeping overview, and that is any time J.K. Simmons is on screen playing J. Jonah Jameson. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes! I think it is perfect casting. I love J.K. Simmons. Uh, Whiplash is one of my favorite movies of the last few years. Uh, he's a great actor, and to see him just totally chewing it up as uh, J. Jonah Jameson with the cigar and the stupid haircut, and, and it's just, uh, he he's brilliant. He's great in this movie. He's so much fun. Uh, next up, I have Peter 
straight up becoming a murderer when he chases down <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uncle Ben's killer. Yes. Uh, uh, after the uh, after the uh, Macho Man Randy Savage wrestling match, <laughs> uh, the the CGI we were watching. I watched this uh, with Austin before I had to take him to work tonight, um, and we were just laughing at how. I know we're going to get into this later, how poorly the CGI of that scene has aged. Uh, But all that aside, it is a pretty exciting scene. If you just kind of take the special effects with a grain of salt, that that's what we had at the time. And it's, I think it's a fun scene. I think it's a, uh, and it's the first time we really see uh, Peter running around New York in his jammies. (laughs) <laughs> uh, kind of figuring out his powers and how to use them. I, I think it's a I think it's a really fun chasing. Awesome. That's that's and, definitely uh, a good pick. And uh, number three is the last fight, the final fight between uh, the Goblin and Spider Man after he saves Mary Jane and that uh, car full of kids, and he they get. They go to whatever that abandoned building is. I'm still not sure, but uh, it's just an I think abandoned it's a, building. A, a, a abandoned building number six uh, of New York City. But yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really solid fight and a solid close to the movie. And you get a couple of pretty genuine character moments in in the last moments of that fight. All right, Ellie, do you want to go next or? Um, I can. All right. Okay. Um. I'm a girl, sometimes, and... <laughs> okay, don't know where this is going. <laughs> so I, I have to, you know, actually, the upside down kiss, I'm sorry, I love that. It's super romantic, it's super cute, you know, just, I, I just love that whole scene, um, you know, with the rain, and it was really cool, so... I do love that scene. For the record, if I try to do that, it's what the heck are you doing? Get out of my face. I <laughs> if don't I tried know. to do that, I would be like, oh, my back. <laughs> that I, think I just threw my back out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if you want to dress up in a skin tight Spidey suit and hang upside down off a building, we could probably try to give it a whirl. All right. Okay. <laughs> in other news. <laughs> Local wannabe internet celebrity broken neck after attempting to upside down kiss. Oh, Ellie. A Valentine's gesture gone horribly wrong today. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Okay. Um, number two is just William Defoe. I, I can definitely see that one. I love him. Right? Um, the, the just the duality of his personalities that he's fighting and his facial experiences I mean his facial expressions like he really did look like a completely different person when he would go back and forth between you know the two the characters. goblin and Osborne yeah I mean I thought it was amazing he he did crazy really well so I just I just loved everything about him in this movie um and then. My third would probably be just Peter experiencing just his newfound powers. I, I just, I love the scene in the bedroom where you see the the web everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, it was just really cute. And how excited he got when he first, you know, figured out that he could, you know, fling the web stuff out of his, out of his wrists. And it's just, just his... 
just his demeanor about just exploring and being so excited about all his new powers and everything. So I thought that was really cool. All right. I will go with my top three, but I would like to add an auto two that will be on every one of these. Ellie has said I am not allowed to do no. it, but I will. You're not allowed. I will allow our guest power if he sees it fit to allow me to have these on at least this episode as an honorable two that I cannot put on because they will be on every movie. Bruce Campbell uh, being in the movie and the fact that it's a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, I'll allow that. I mean, it's yeah. Bruce Campbell and I mean, you you don't I would I would put them together because Sam Raimi equals Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell somewhere yeah. in there. It's, it's it's sort of a given. Uh, it's like peanut butter and jelly, but uh yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, that's just sort of a, uh, that's an unspoken top of the list. Kind there of you thing, go. Isn't it? I mean, Sam Raimi kind of is. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into. Yeah, that, I was yeah. about to say I, I got Absolutely. stuff for that. I just wanted to see if I could tag those as this goes unsaid in all the movies that these do to- technically sure. yeah. top. I'd say everyone's list, even if you don't say it yourself deep down. These two things do top your list. No. Okay, fine. Be 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 a spoiled sport. <laughs> no, I mean I love Bruce Campbell. He's awesome, but no, it's definitely not the top of my list, or I'm sure not everybody's list. All right, so I will do these in no particular <laughs> order. The J. Jonah Jameson scenes were also one of my favorite things because just once again he he was what chewing. What did you say? J. Jonah Jameson. There scenes. we go. Okay, you said it really fast, and it didn't sound like that. Yeah. He, he, I, I will agree with, with Phil. He was chewing every piece of scenery he was around just, just to death. Absolutely. Um, the Green Goblin, honestly, the as cheesy as the exosuit or his costume or outfit was, I kind of dig it because they obviously with the way they did um, X-Men mm-hmm. very little bit before this they could have gone way different direction with this and i kind of like that it looked like a comic book well i mean cheesy william defoe wanted it that way because he wanted it more streamlined and athletic because he did 90 percent of his own stunts really yes so that was that was one of the reasons why it wasn't as huge and bulky he Mm -hmm. wanted it more athletic looking because of that and the mask design came from i didn't know if you knew this one i was seeing i was was setting you up ellie Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it, um, Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch. Nice. It is a play on her face. Okay. So, I mean, it looks very power rangey to me. Like I, from the movie, you know how the, a lot of the bad guys in that movie, mm-hmm. they're over, over exaggerated and cheesily done. Now, my final one is, is one that it's kind of, for the, for the time, I was very impressed with it. Like, watching it now and knowing what is to come and, you know, that there are improvements made. I actually do enjoy the spider suit. Oh, the one when he's a wrestler? No, the one after that. <laughs> the, 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 one, the one that he primarily uses. Because I feel like, once again, with the leather-clad X-Men being not a distant thing from this, they could have gone very horrible directions with this and did not. So I am thankful that they stuck very closely to being comic book weird and accurate. So those were my top three with two honorable auto top two. So, yeah. So I, I guess the only one I had there when else didn't was the Spider-Man suit. 
too, because Phil had, of course, the J. Jonah Jameson, and you had the Green Goblin stuff. Well, I a said overlap. I said William Defoe in general. It, it was it was kind Not of everything. Just the Green it, was, it was kind of everything mixed in with that for me. Don't tell me what I know. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I feel like I'm the guest at the most awkward dinner party <laughs> ever. <laughs> Welcome to Zing This. <laughs> Well, I could have said, don't tell me what I know, Travis. What is that from? I, really? What? I, I am completely out of the loop on oh, this one. Zootopia. We've oh. only seen it like a million times, but okay. Right. Anyways, <laughs> so the plot of this movie. Um, the plot of this movie, of course, we're going to probably go over it a little bit beat by beat. It is, of course, the origin story of Spider-Man and... For the most part, the beginning does stick vaguely true to... Spider-Man Origins has been retold so many times, but it sticks vaguely close to it in the sense of great power, great responsibility. Uncle Ben dies because of his negligence. He decides to become a superhero because of that. Um, Can we just get down to what it really is? Okay, go for it. It's a story of a love triangle. You're going with this already? It's a girl and a boy and another boy, and that's what it is. You're going you're gonna to elaborate or just going to say that and throw that out there? <laughs> I'm just throwing it out. You can chew on it after that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, sorry, you, you completely knocked me off guard with that. Cause I was, I'm really good at that. Thank you. You are really knocking it out of the park with that tonight. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll get to that. But basically, the other thing is... You've got this weird duality I noticed, and I don't know if anyone else picked up on this, where the villain and the superhero really don't interact with each other for a very long time, and then once they realize each other's there, it's like that's everything they want to do is fight each other all of a sudden after that. Like, everything else they're doing goes out the window. I'm just just wondering if anyone else noticed that. As far as, as, far as there are other... Like the the Peter Norman relationship goes out the window, and it, it's all Spider Man Goblin after well, that. Well, it it seems like the the Goblin's doing his own little mission to you know oh, I'm gonna go destroy the enemies of Oscorp. Do 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 do. Spider Man's off going. I'm gonna go be a hero. Do 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 do. And then once they've just vaguely crossed paths, it's like nope, we are arch rivals. We are mortal oh, yeah. enemies. We don't care what anything else we were doing before this. This is the fight now. Well, I kind of disagree a little bit. They're not, at the beginning, mortal enemies. Because Green Goblin wants to recruit him. He sees the potential and the greatness that Spider-Man has, and he wants them to team up and work together. True. So, maybe definitely obsessed with each other from the beginning, but I wouldn't say technically mortal enemies at first. It turns into that. I just I just kind of picked up on that when I was watching it again. Mm-hmm. So that that was just something I thought was interesting. Of course, you have, as we pointed out earlier, the duality of Spider. I mean, of Green Goblin and mm-hmm. Osborn. Yeah, that whole duality, which was played up really well. You have Spider Man or Peter Parker trying to balance his life as Spider Man, as Peter Parker, and of course those those scales never go even out for too long they always flip-flop very quickly and as you pointed out you have the love triangle which i think you also mentioned this when we were discussing it so i'm sure this is not the last time it will be brought up per our spider-man movie discussions 
but that you said that you you read somewhere or that you thought yourself that these movies aren't about Spider-Man. They're more about the relationship of three friends. Yeah, it's the journey of those three friends along along the progression of the movies. Whether it be tragic or not, I mean, it is... It's their journey more than Spider-Man's, I would say. I think some of the other mo- Spider-Man series later is more about Spider-Man. I think this series is more about that story between the three of them. I can see that. Phil? Yeah, I can, I, I'll, I'll give the, the friendship angle that. I see this one very much as like a, a story of dysfunctional families, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, Lots you of know, them. there's a lot of there's a lot of family fights in this, and then the friends do sort of form a a core family, and there's dysfunction and fallout within that as well. I mean, that that's a classic Thanksgiving dinner, you know, uh, <laughs> that all just falls apart and is ends in screaming and yelling it's uh it's a hallmark of dysfunctional families is is the bad thanksgiving and it's all uh you know it's about fathers and sons and father figures and uh yeah there's all kinds of just weird family tension through this whole movie can i give an unpopular opinion possibly sure i did not like mary jane I did not like the performance that was done, and I don't know if that's going to age better with me throughout the other two movies, because I, I'll admit it, I probably have not seen these movies in a few years, like, all of them back-to-back, so I'm not super familiar on every, I, I remember the bullet points, but I don't remember everything, I just, I wasn't impressed with her, because that's not what I envision Mary Jane being at all. I envision her as being a much more independent character and much more outgoing and within herself and not having to, like, very overly confident, if, if anything. And I just did not see her being that, in this movie at least. I don't know if yeah, that's, that's a... uh I don't think you're wrong with that at all. Yes. Mary Jane's a party girl yeah. in, in the comics. And, uh, you know, she was... she. I mean, we. Uh, I think Mary Jane was... Uh, when I say she was a party girl in the yeah. in the comics and on the animated series, and the way she's portrayed in this, she's more timid. She's quieter. Uh, she's sort of pushed around a little. You know, she has like whatever. She has the dysfunctional family next door mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. And we never saw that side of Mary Jane. So I think your criticism of of Kirsten Dunst's performance of her. I think I think that's valid because it, I may maybe misdirected. Maybe should go towards the writing of it. Too, well, I think on, the whole th- they, I think they made a departure from the comics in general just by not having Gwen in in and having Mary Jane in the high school years yeah. of Peter. Uh, so there's a lot of departure from it, and but yeah, it's not really who that character is. Peter is still who Peter is in the comics. He's yeah. the nerd. He he can't get all his crap together. He can't hold a job. Uh, he can't. He can't stay awake in school. You know all these things. Like he's truly Peter Parker, um, Aunt May, Uncle Ben, all these other characters. Uh, but yeah, there is something a little bit off about the way they show Mary Jane in these movies. So okay, since since we're going over, I guess Ellie's love triangle. <laughs> what about Harry Osborne? 
how does he hold up with this in your guys' mind? How does the... I, I, this is weird. We're actually talking about the performance of the actors, too, for once in this series that we do. Um, I it, it was weird for me going back and seeing James Franco doing this character. Yes. It was something like that, 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 the, that time has... I don't think did a bad job with it, but it's just one of those things. It's it's weird to see him being in that role to, to see like, he would never do a role like that now because one, he's aged up, but two, because I just don't see him playing that role now personally. I think I liked him better as Harry than I did Kirsten as Mary. Okay. So, I mean, he, it wouldn't have been my first choice as that character, but I think, like I said, I, I overall didn't mind his performance as as little as I did Kirsten's. Yeah, I, I, I feel I, that this that this conversation will develop through the other two movies. Yeah, as well. I mean he he was sorry, playing. Phil. <laughs> sorry, no. he was playing a, a spoiled rich kid that you know got mad at his dad, but. You better not say anything about him because that's my yes. dad. Yeah, you know, and right. so uh, he just he wanted his dad's approval so much um, that you know he kind of probably was blind to a lot of things. Um, but uh, so I, I mean, it wasn't that bad. But True. I I enjoyed uh, Franco in this. So this is right after his freaks and geeks days. He's yeah. still real bait. He's <laughs> He's baby-faced, uh, <laughs> even more than he was in Freaks and Geeks, because he's not playing a stoner. Uh, but I think he plays like a kind of skeezy rich kid pretty well. Like he's just likable enough, um, but he's also a little unlikable too. Just an, I think he's just enough each way. He he is like you said. He's loyal to his dad. He's loyal to Peter. But then he also goes out with the girl that he knows Peter is in love with. Yeah, like, that was it's, ridiculous. It, exactly. It's a really, like, <laughs> he's trying to be loyal and be a good friend, but he almost doesn't know how. Um, he clearly I, has I actually, not read bro code. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro Bible, dude. And, but it's, it's like he, uh, I don't like Franco and everything I see him in. I don't totally dislike him, but I... Going back and seeing young James Franco take on this character, um, I I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed watching him in this. It was it, and it was it was so weird for me to see him uh, so young and in such a different role than oh, he's not a guy who has a rock on his arm, or he's not walking around going oh hey Mark or whatever he's <laughs> doing now. You know, like. It's it's uh it's totally different uh, stage of James Franco's career. It, it, and James Franco, I mean, has had a very interesting career throughout. You know his yeah. what what he plays and how he does his how he chooses, I guess, his roles or just does roles. Um, another thing, and this is just something funny, I just want to point out is the fact that we got a DC Marvel crossover fight. Yes, Spider Man versus Deathstroke. In the high school halls. No one else picked up on that. No. The the Joe. It's Joe. I'm not even gonna try his last name. La, if you would. Really. I'm I'm not even gonna try it. I'll butcher uh, it. 
Joseph Mangaletto? Mangalito? There is no T in the last name. Then, then you pronounce it. <laughs> I mean, Manganillo? He's the guy who plays de- who's playing Deathstroke, and he played him in the Justice League movie, and we'll be continuing to play him. He was also the guy in True Blood. And I'm hitting an empty well right now, apparently. I have too. not seen any of those. I'm sorry. Look. What else was he in? Because he, he played Flash Thompson. This was like a bit part for him. Well, he's been in like nothing else. I mean, he's been in other stuff, but. Well, I, I knew I knew him from True Blood, yes. Yes. But um, He's in Magic Mike. Oh, yeah, he is. Well, once again, I'm, not, I, I, I'm striking I can, out with Phil. I can do a whole discussion on that movie if you would like. Good. <laughs> oh, and 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 for your your co-host, he wasn't. Oh no, wait, it's Law and Order. Darn it, he was in CSI. Oh, yeah. You're. I was about to say it's 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 Law and Order for. I, Carrie, I can't though. keep those move uh, those shows straight either. I can't so, either. No, so. that's fair. Oh so. my god. <laughs> I'm just double checking. Did, <laughs> Did you see the character name in that one movie? Which one? Hold on, go down. Uh, it was near the end. Yes, the Ketchup King, Black Dildo. What the crap? <laughs> okay, I gotta look at what movie this is. This came- what is that? It's it came out the same year as Spider Man. Larry's uncle is a mafia boss. Larry lies to try to escape the mafia by becoming a writer. He writes a stage play, The Ketchup King, and Breaking Out of the Mafia. Okay, I, I just Is read that the- black and white, too? I, I guess. So, if you want to find a movie to watch, apparently find The Ketchup King. Where he plays the black tilt-o. <laughs> That sounds like the Spider-Man villain that never got made into a movie. Is Ben oh. <laughs> fighting in this one? The Black Dildo. That that was the Spider-Man villain that 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 Stanley came up with, and someone went, "Stan, how about you go over there for a little bit?" Oh, Stan, well, take I, take your pills, Stan. And I have a little bit about when Stanley yes, created Spider-Man. Yes, please get our, get us off of this topic. <laughs> Please change topics. So, get us to something less controversial like Stan Lee versus Steve Ditko because that fight <laughs> hasn't been going on for 50 years. Well, I'm really sorry. That just really caught my eye. I was like, what? Um, so anyway, <laughs> talking about Stan Lee creating things, um, I thought it was really interesting how Spider-Man the character was created. Okay. Um He had just finished a lot of success with the Fantastic Four, you know, having them. He created them, and people seemed to receive them very well. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, well, who am I going to create next? What's the next big, cool superhero? And he was apparently, like, in his office house somewhere, and he saw a fly crawling up the wall. And he's like, oh, cool. Um, Well, how about stick to wall man? He's like, no, that's not going to work. That 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 name's not going to do too well. Um, so he went to Insect Man, Fly Man, Mosquito Man. So he went through several different names until he finally came up with Spider-Man. So that's kind of how Spider-Man first got created. And I thought that was really cool. Or the human spider. Okay. As said in the wrestling ring. Yes. So speaking of Spider-Man, speaking of his creation... This movie took some liberties with his powers. Yes. 
What did you guys think of the organic webbing by comparison to basically everything else? He has the cartridges and for the most part, I know I will be corrected on this in the comics. He normally has cartridge webbing instead of the organic ones. So what did you guys think of the choice of going with the organic and how they sort of also kind of explained his powers too, because Oh, in the museum? Yes, in the the museum, I think they did a great job while they're on the tour. If you were paying attention to what the actual lecturer was saying, she was explaining, oh, this spider does this, this spider does this. Because I didn't really pay attention to that until you pointed out. They were on the exposition tour. Yeah, no, and it did a great job because they were doing other stuff. Yeah. But if you were paying attention, you're like, oh, they're doing a very good job of explaining every last bit of how he, where these powers come from. But the webbing. Organic or cartridge, you guys? Since we have now three different series of movies right. to compare, two of them being cartridge-based, one of them being organic. I mean, I think it worked. All right. I I don't know. I never thought it. I mean, I, I never put much thought behind it. What, what are your thoughts since you brought it up? I like it for this movie. Uh-huh. I think them t- it would have taken too much time out of the movie to explain him creating the okay. webbing and doing all that. Plus, I think it worked for how his character learned to become Spider-Man. Is he? It, it, it kind of went naturally with it. That Trial by error. He just kinda Yeah, went. it was one of those things instead of... I mean, it showed that he obviously is a smart individual who can build stuff and create. Right. Because that was the other thing was was Peter Parker in the comics and in the other movies is, was able to design that stuff himself. But I like in here how it kind of... Because they're, they're trying to get through this story pretty quick. So I felt like that would have added probably 20 to 30 minutes almost to the movie. Mm. For, you know, trial and error with him, you know, creating the webbing. Or him, you know, trying to figure out what do I need to do to do... Like, I, I felt it, 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 it eliminated a part, of, a part of the origins. But something that... I don't, I don't, I didn't mind it. I, I thought it worked for these movies. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a cartridge guy myself. <gasps> uh, yeah, I know. It's controversial. I I always, <laughs> I liked the element that he made it. I liked that it's, it's, it happens sometimes when he's fighting and he runs out. That is and, the one thing you know, I do miss. At the worst time. Uh, and as for time in this movie, they had about 20 minutes of Aunt May in the hospital they could have cut out and <laughs> dropped in a how-to-make-web uh, tutorial. Uh, but uh, that's that's just where, uh, that's my opinion, that's where this movie hits the wall for me. Just <laughs> but, over that scene, it's, oh no, Aunt May's in the hospital, better find out how to make webbing. <laughs> yeah, he's in the room, like, <laughs> in the lab coat, kind of mixing stuff up. <laughs> I hope she's gonna be okay. As he's like got a flask with like bubbling yeah. liquid. <laughs> I'm a scientist. Remember, guys, I know science. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It where it works in this movie. It does. I I don't I don't hate that it's organic. Uh, one of my favorite things about it. Um, is that it opens up jokes like, well, if it was really spider powered, he would fart that wedding webbing. It would come out of his ass or, or something. Like that. You know, like, um, if, we, if we really want to explain it as being like spider powers, but uh, no, I, I think it works. But uh, given given the option of the two, I always like, you know, the old school. He had those weird uh, shooters on his wrist yep. and the, the trigger on his palm and. 
I don't know. It's just part of the look and part of the part of the lore I grew up with. So that's I'm a little nostalgic for that, probably. Fair enough. So since we mentioned Aunt May, do you well, want to tackle this issue now? Since well, I know you've been chomping at the bit for this. We've been talking about a lot of chomping and chewing today. Apparently. God. Um, I I wanted to go back to the spider in the lab. Oh, okay. So, so you're saving the, 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 the Aunt May thing for later. I love the way you always think you know what I'm talking about or thinking. It's amazing. Um, I'm normally right. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm allowed to go up higher voice. You are not. (laughs) (laughs) So the, I thought what was really interesting is the spider that you see crawling. It has the cool blue and red design. Um, They actually painted that on the spider. So I thought that was really cool. I'm not going to try to say the name of the spider. Because a lot of people think they're black. It's a black widow, but it's not. So, oh gosh, I'm going to say this. All those podcasts out there that talk about animals are going to probably brutalize <laughs> Watch me. out, varmints. <laughs> All Chomo's coming for you. I know, <laughs> I know. coming for you. <laughs> so, it is the class um, Steatodo. Stoda, Steatoda. Just it's- be confident, Ellie. Be confident in whatever you say, <laughs> and no one can say you're wrong. I'm gonna spell it. It's S T E A T O D A. All right. So that's the the type of spider it is. But they actually um, no spiders were harmed in the making of this movie. But they put the spider asleep, and they painted it on his back. Isn't that cute? It's pretty cute. It's so it's like waking up with a tattoo. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the spider woke up with a wicked hangover. It's like, oh my god, what happened last night? But I'm what? pretty sure all the other spiders would be pretty jealous of him. I, I can oh, yeah. definitely agree with that. I'm just saying, he'd be like, I'm the spider that was in the Spider-Man movie. Fair enough. Thank the you. Spider. The spider. So since you are not going to talk about the Aunt May thing yet. Oh uh, my gosh. I'm going to jump in because I know this is something Phil probably wants to discuss. The Sam Raimi-ness of how Sam Raimi the Sam Raimi movie is. Wow. It, I, I don't know. I don't know how I didn't know. talk before. about Uncle Ben's car? I'll get to that. Okay. This movie, and like I said, it's been a while since I've watched it. And maybe I've watched more Sam Raimi, more Evil Dead over again, stuff like that since then. I'm sorry. Eh. Um, and trust me, the Evil Dead will come up probably in every episode of this, so strap in, people. Ugh. It will be brought up. I'm also sorry. So, I just felt like this movie was almost, like, it, it, it was more of a Sam Raimi movie than it was a comic book movie at certain points. Because he had his very cliche stuff he normally does in movies in here. Just the way shots were done. The fact Agreed. that... Osmobile makes an appearance. The fact that Bruce Campbell <laughs> makes his first of three appearances in this, I, I just, I, I just really enjoyed it because it's, it's kind of hitting the nostalgia for me of the just how the look of the movie, how the feel of the movie. It felt very much like a comic book movie, but also very much like a Sam Raimi movie. And I but really, not, agree- yeah, yeah. It, it was a nice mixture of the two, in my opinion. Did you did you know that one of the reasons why Sam Raimi was a good pick to do a comic book movie? Because he had done one before, sort of. Well, he has a comic book collection of over twenty five thousand comics. When I'm I'm sure that has grown probably since yeah, the statistic that's what I'm was saying. put down. S- yeah, since <laughs> since the movie 
was around, he had that many. So that that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so. So once again, maybe getting true comic book fans to do comic book movies might be a good idea. Yeah. Something that that I I think has aged well with the comic book series. But speaking of aging, I, I guess we can bring this up now. This movie came out well before the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well before the DC fiasco that we got into. Well before even the previous DC stuff with the Batman trilogy. And before Marvel decided... I mean, before Fox decided to do two wrong turns with Fantastic Four. And just not ignoring all continuity with the X-Men movies after a certain point. You know, I love Fantastic Four comics. It's really, really sad for me. Conversation for a different day. I know. But I really do love those... Ultimate Fantastic Four. Love that series. Conversation for another. So, in your guys' opinion, <laughs> with 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 our hindsight of 16 years of hard comic book movie watching and enjoyment, does this movie hold up as a comic book movie and as something to where if it was done today, barring the CG stuff, C- CGI and the and the stuff like that? Would this hold up if it was put out today, in your opinions? Uh, hold up for who? I guess for comic book fans. For for the people who be going out. No. No? Uh, I don't think... I think tonally this is way off of where they are now. Um, and I don't think this would fit in with the current MCU. Okay. On a on an individual level, I think what holds up about it is what you were just talking about. I think the Sam Raimi, the yes. fact that it's a <laughs> Sam Raimi movie ahead of a comic book movie is, is it's sort of what makes Tim Burton's Batman hold up. It's not, it's not tonally what we've come to expect from comic book movies, but it's, it's a weird kind of surreal, um, piece of visual art. Uh, uh, as a movie, and I see a lot of similarities between those two. Uh, this this movie and uh, eighty nine Batman, um, and they just yeah, I don't feel like they fit into our our common comic book movie, but I don't think that makes them bad movies. I think they hold up in a very different kind of way. But a mainstream MCU audience, I don't think would accept this movie okay. uh, if it if it came out as is today. Barring the MCU, then let's say that Spider-Man was still part of Sony's thing and it came out on its own. What about then? Uh, no, I think just I honestly, uh, just in general, I'm okay. I'm sticking with that. I don't think that they will take the tone of this or the weirdness of it, like those weird Sam Raimi shots that <laughs> every every once in a while I'm. I don't want to talk about other Spider-Man movies, but there is one that I always think of from Spider-Man 2. You can go uh, ahead and say when, it now. When they're trying to uh, take the the arms off of Dr. Octopus when he right after the accident happens. Yeah. And there's a split screen that shows what the cameras on all the arms are seeing. And they're sort of snaking towards the doctors and taking... And it, that is the most Sam Raimi scene outside of an Evil Dead movie ever. It's so weird and so borderline horror that it's um, it's just brilliant. But I don't think that um, that 
a modern movie that uh, a modern movie audience that expects what they expect from comic book movies would take that weirdness. Uh, I think they go in taking things a little too seriously now. And when something this weird comes out, they, I think it would be Scott. This isn't my Spider-Man. Kind of. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, I mean, I've, we've kind of heard that now that, uh, you know, the Tom Holland Spider-Man has come out. I've heard people saying, finally, they got Spider-Man right. And it's like, when the, when this Raimi trilogy was coming out, everybody was everybody loved it. Yeah. I think people sort of got accustomed to a different kind of comic book movie, and they've decided that uh, the Raimi Spider-Man doesn't hold up. I've heard a lot of that sentiment that um, that this is the first time they've gotten Spider-Man right. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's I, I just don't see this being accepted today if it was a brand new movie. Ellie, what about you? Um, I mean, the question's a hard question. It, 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 I'm, I'm Be- sorry for asking it, but it's kind of we're going to probably ask it in every no, one of these too. The reason why I'm saying that it's not a hard question is in hard to answer. It's hard question as in. It's not really relevant. Um, I mean, that's like saying any movie that was made 15, 20 years ago, would it hold up today? No, probably not. Um, the technology is different. Uh, the way people like to I do said things barring are, the CGI and stuff it, like that. Whether you say barring the CGI or barring anything, it's still, it was a movie made a long time ago. There's been more subject matter, more stuff coming out. So it's, I look at it as an... And this is how I'm, I'm okay with it and how a lot of fans should be okay with it. It's just like comic books. Stuff gets retconned all the time. Stories are retold. You know, almost every comic book person out there has three or four or five different origin stories. It's all in the writer's hands to make their own interpretations of this is how I see this. Mm-hmm. So this movie is the interpretation of one person's Spider-Man. It may not be your Spider-Man, but it's their Spider-Man, and they're sharing it with the world. If that's the way they want to do Spider-Man, great. There's always going to be more. You know what I'm saying? So you can't really compare it to would it hold up today because it's just hard to... It's hard to compare from that long ago. I know that 15, 16 years isn't that long ago, but still. But in the terms of how movies are done, how, right. the, how the landscape of movies has also changed. Right. And the, also the fact of, I will probably bring this up multiple times again, we, have this, we are on the third iteration of a Spider-Man right at right now. That's what I'm with saying, so it's, this, it's fine. With the one we, we are discussing, in my opinion, being... On par with number one, if not number two, with an obvious third place medal holder, in my opinion, no matter what. Yes, I'm talking about the Amazing Spider-Man one. Th- th- those those two, in my opinion, just, just get them away. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So anyway. Okay, um... if you are a fan of that, please let me know. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, just... I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying, did not enjoy them. Uh, not my Spider-Man. And hashtag right. not my Spider-Man. <laughs> so and that's fine. That but that's what I'm saying. You can't really ask do they hold up today because it's not really. I don't think. It's would a would you rather me ask have they aged gracefully? Because we answered that. Sure. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> well, barring the once as I said, barring the CG, they did age okay. 
in my opinion. Well, it wasn't like the worst thing I've ever seen. If you're, this is like we've mentioned before, though. This is just a, this is a human story with Spider-Man elements mixed in. So that's so, what you're going with for the t- retelling of for us going through the series is you're going at the human element of it without the superhero side. It just, I mean, obviously, other movies have more in it. We'll find out. <laughs> but I, I still, I like the first one. I've never okay. had a problem with the first one, and I enjoyed watching it again. It was fun for me. Um, I enjoyed watching it again. I, I, I don't think we're wrapping up right now. I just think we're all just announcing yeah. how we feel real quick. <laughs> Couples therapy was saying this. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we have to go that far, but um, so yeah, I, I, like I said it was a weird question, but a very loaded question. So, well, and let's just put it in perspective. So okay. you know how you love Sam Raimi, right? Yes. Sam Raimi was not the first choice of directors that they were looking at. Blasphemy! Sorry, what? I so you should be happy that it was Sam Raimi because it could have been M Night Shyamalan was one of the directors that was being considered. <laughs> For this series. Okay. Spider-Man was the Green <laughs> Goblin the whole time. Close. Close. I had something close to that, Phil, and I was about to blur it out, but you beat me. I'm sorry. Uncle Ben was the Green Goblin the whole time. Oh, it, <laughs> Ben? <laughs> and What's a twist? <laughs> another one. I love this one even more. James Cameron. I... James Cameron, if I remember correctly, from my weird knowledge of random facts, had tried to do a Spider-Man movie forever. Yes. You know, James who? Cameron was trying to do that when I was in high school. Yes, <laughs> it, he, he he seriously was. Yeah, it, it, he was the big rumor right after Terminator Two, because that was the thing was like he had the technology with that liquid metal effect in T Two. That he would be able to do the Venom symbiote Ooh. suit, and that was the whole uh, thing. And there was the, what was that when there was rights issues or something? But uh, um, I know Cameron tried to do that movie for a long time. If I remember correctly, because this I think this plays into another person I'm about to mention, and I could be 100% wrong on this, and I'll pay my dues if I am. I think that was during the time when Marvel basically was like out of money, and. I th- yeah, like could not do anything, really. Because the other thing was, someone was trying to buy Marvel so that they could play Spider-Man around the similar t- around a similar time frame. Does anyone know who was attempting to buy Marvel so that they could play Spider-Man? Oh, please say Nicolas Cage. No, no. Oh man, I wish. <laughs> it's someone who had the money to do Nicolas it. Nicolas Cage was somebody that was up for the role of Harry. Really? I mean, Norman. Oh. Sorry, not Harry. Sorry. I got really excited. I'm like, know. how? How would they have done that? <laughs> I've heard a lot about you, Peter. <laughs> oh, God, I would love that. No, it would have been a great scene with these high school kids that look like they're in their 30s yes. and this other yes. high school kid that looks like he's in his 40s. <laughs> yes, yeah, so What's great. up, fellow students? <laughs> So, so no guesses. No. I'll give you a hint. Music. Somebody who is in music. Someone who... Wow, that was such a great hint, singer. Pop music. Was it the Bono? King, the king of pop. Michael Jackson, I yes. knew Michael that. Michael Jackson yes. was going to play Spider-Man? Michael Jackson wanted to buy Marvel so that he could play Spider-Man. Yes, I have heard that. Yeah. Wow. That's a thing. <laughs> so... 
Yeah, that's why does Spider Man only have one glove? <laughs> I, I, I don't Aww. know what's going on. <laughs> why is he dance fighting? Well, I mean, that would have been cool. There was a dance scene in the third one. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh. I know that you have a few other, other fun facts. Yes. Ones I wanted to point out real quick is we did mention Eddie. Eddie was name dropped as a photographer for the Daily Bugle. So that was a reference. See, I, I like that there <gasps> is... Eddie Brock? Yes, I like that there was a few references to other elements of the Spider-Man universe. But one you're about to point out would have been a very interesting with the hindsight we now have of there was a possible crossover that could have happened. Oh, are you talking about how Wolverine was supposed to do a cameo? Yes. Yes. So would really? you would you want to tell this the, that story real quick? Go ahead, you can, because I have a few other things. All right. Apparently, I think Hugh Jackman was actually on set a few times, yes. but they could not get the costume in. Right. In the costume the, was never available. They, they they never got him on set with the costume at the same yeah. time, so they just scrapped it. That would have been cool, though. But I'm sorry, Mister Jackman. We've lost your sideburns. Uh, we <laughs> had them shipped over. We no. don't know where they are. <laughs> so. If that would have happened, that would have technically, in the giant nerd culture crossover continuity stuff, been a very interesting crossover to have, because that would have technically... Are you referring to a nerdgasm? Yeah, it would have been, because, yes. I mean, that would have technically linked the unstoppable force that is the X-Men movies by unstoppable force. I mean, no matter what the box office says, they're going to keep making them. Movies. Transformers. Different time. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I keep on making digs at the X-Men movies, and I feel one day I'm going to have my comeuppance for that when we discuss Your them. Your comeuppance? Yes, when Did we discuss... Did you dis just make that up? No. Comeuppance? Yeah. What? That's yeah, a thing. It's a thing. A comeuppance. Yes. I keep on you sitting here on, on my high horse looking down on the <laughs> X-Men movies with come waving a finger at them from my high pedestal of retrospective and one day i will have my comeuppance when we probably oh will discuss them on this podcast stop can saying... i can i ask you a uh off topic question is <laughs> do you not like any x-men movies or are you able to like me i can pick out a good trilogy yeah i i can out, i can get um um okay i'll just do this now why not this this we've we've derailed this podcast enough already let's go <laughs> let's keep let's 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 swing into the curve on this one Da, 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 da. Bad joke. Um, X Men. X Men One was good. Um, I, I have problems with their outfits and stuff because I mean they made fun of the oh what did you want yellow spandex and it's like no I now thought every, it was a funny it's, joke. It's funny, but now it's like no we 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 want that. We don't want the leather outfit. It's, it looks weird. X Two, great movie. Uh, X Men Last Stand. Um, moving on. Um, X Men Origins Wolverine. Moving on. Um, X Men oh. First Class. Good. Um, Days of Future Past. Good. Logan. I, 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 I'm will, with you. Yeah. I will include Logan. I was going to say, don't you dare yeah. say something bad about Logan. I'm not going to because uh, I included as I love Logan. it's good. Yes. Oh, Logan's great. Yeah. And the other, and actually, I will even say The Wolverine is good. Because. Uh, the Wolverine is, is not a bad movie. No. Because I would like to argue this. This should have been, I think I've said this before, but I will argue it again. There is a scene that it's called back to. If, if you really want to t take these two as continuity with each other, which it doesn't, I don't know how it would work. 
in the Wolverine, they say that the one chick who can see how people die says that you are going to die laying on the ground with your heart in your hands. How does Lo- oh spoiler alert by the way for wh- whatever wow. reason? <laughs> how does Logan die in Logan? How does how does he die, Ellie? He's an old man and he gets beat the crap up. But he, he died. He got his comeuppance. He dies holding <laughs> Laura's hand. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to have a serious moment. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. He dies holding Laura's hands, who is the only thing he's come to love, his heart. So it retroactively makes that 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 scene really cool. But yeah, so so there, there there's my X Men rundown. Uh, All right, last yeah, stand, you're not hating on the X Men then. Last you're, stand. I mean, oh, I I, I, just, I just like making fun of it because those movies are ones that they they are just they, they might as well be directed by Sam Raimi because they retcon their previous movie immediately. Oh, the, the timeline's a mess. Yeah. Oh, it is a complete mess and it's one of those things where I always tell people because they'll ask me like, oh what's I'll just be like just whatever the previous movie was, just kind of pay attention to that. Anything be, beyond that, it just ignore it cuz I don't know where they're going with it now. So neither do they. I I I agree with that. So maybe Disney owning them might be a benefit. Who knows? We'll see in the future. Uh, back to Spider-Man, though. Let's 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 steer this. Can we talk about one of the best characters in the movie for a minute, though? Okay, is this the Aunt May discussion? Are we getting there? No. Okay. <laughs> Bone saw. Randy Savage. I the Macho Man. It was yeah. pretty awesome. And in his early careers, do you know what he went by? Bone saw. The Spider. Really. Yes. I don't see a man that size ever being considered the spider. <laughs> I was going to say Slim Jim. <laughs> see, that, that I could see. But isn't that cool, though? That That is really, in an ironic, roundabout way, cool. I think it's awesome. But, okay, so so can we talk about the cage fight real quick? Of course. All right, so we, we all know that he has a spider sense. Yeah. You know what its one weakness is? Because the movie points it out. Apparently, cage fight. No, a steel chair. Well, but there was steel in the cage. So maybe no, the, the steel of the cage just, like... You're ruining my joke of the steel chair, though. He I knew where you were going. I was trying to derail it. No, no one can get up from a steel chair. But, but he, he didn't see it coming, but somehow he saw everything else. Hmm. Just saying. It was a steel. Apparently, maybe the villains just... Maybe they should have steel chair man. Arch rival and nemesis the Spider-Man. Just carries around a steel chair. He he was born in a freak accident in an IKEA. <laughs> oh my gosh! He has so many I spare have, parts. Uh, I wanted to know if you guys caught this. Do you know who signed Peter up for that fight? That okay? At the, de- at the desk. Do you know the actress that was there? Because I did is not realize. Super familiar. Until, like yes. when I saw her, I'm like, why does she look super familiar? And I didn't place it. So yes, put tell. us out of our misery. That is Octavia Spencer, who is now a big Oscar award-winning actress. She was in Hidden Figures. Yeah. She's in The Help. Uh, she's in Zootopia. Uh, Fruitville Station. Uh, she's in a bunch of stuff. She's really kind of blown up in the last few years. And I looked her up while I was watching the movie today, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Octavia Spencer. You, <laughs> same thing. Looked familiar. I'm like, oh, this is really, really weird. So, uh 
Yeah, there's a few people in this movie. There is, uh, like I said, pretty this, early in their careers that this, were. This movie does have a lot of those. It seems like these random people that went on to have very interesting careers afterwards. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks is in there. Uh, this is uh, J.K. Simmons again. Yeah. I think he he'd been on some stuff, but I don't think everybody knew who he was the way they do now. No, and and uh, I I cannot. We we have reiterated this once, and I will keep reiterating it. You could not have cast a better person, in my opinion. No, for, for in, in in the time and place. For oh, he, for he Spider Man. No, for oh. for um J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, oh, that character. He, Sorry, I thought you could not. I don't think for the time like now. I mean, no, yeah, he's you, great. you might be able to find somebody else because I mean he's aged out of it enough, but just so perfect. Just, mm-hmm. just no, yeah, he was great. great. Just, just did great in that scene. Um, Tobey Maguire as Spider Man. I know we kind of really haven't discussed it. I didn't. Mind I liked him as, it. I, I liked him as yeah. As Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Also, this is something that I feel is lost to, to an extent on some movies now. Inner dialogue. Mm. That, that's something yeah. that I... Because I, Spider-Man is very well known in the comics for having a lot of thought bubbles. Oh, yes. So, Read Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing that I thought was great. That they actually kind of had inner monologue from him mm-hmm. at times. I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought it was very true to where he came from. So I, I uh, te- text boxes and all that. Yep. So I, I definitely enjoyed that going into it. Um, anything else we got, people, or are we just going to derail even further? Um. Well, I thought it was neat. I until I saw this and looked it up, I didn't. I never realized it, but it's the first Marvel movie that has the flipping pages. Oh. It was the first one to introduce that. That famous. Everybody knows it now. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So are you going to do your Aunt May thing? I don't even know what you're talking about. All right, fine. I think the Aunt May from Homecoming's better Aunt May. You are lying through your teeth. I know. I'm just trying to trigger Exactly. You're a liar. How dare you? Well, we've respond. discussed this when we talked about Homecoming. But maybe someone hasn't listened to that. <laughs> so maybe they want to hear it now and here. And maybe <laughs> Phil has something to say about it. I don't know. I just uh, want to trigger you. I think, I apologize for anybody that likes that Aunt May better. I have nothing against that actress, Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. Um, she, was, she was on an episode of Seinfeld. She's great. She's beautiful. I have nothing wrong with her. That's not Aunt May. I don't care what anybody says. And that woman is stupid if she couldn't figure out <laughs> that he was Spider-Man. I'm just saying. Are we talking about the Marissa Tomei Aunt yes. May? Okay. Yes. See, well, she did in the end by walking in. Oh, my gosh. Him. Don't even get me started. I'm sorry. that I hated her as, as Aunt May. I, I can't. I just can't. I can't. I will, say that, I will say that uh, she's not Aunt May in the same way that Kirsten Dunst is not. Mary Jane Watson. And I'll agree with Aunt you. Aunt May is, is yeah. a little old, weak lady, and that's who she's supposed to be. She's not supposed to be a, a vibrant, middle-aged, uh, hot woman. It's, right. It's really, it's it's not... Who has the joke I mean, of, oh, she's hot. Oh, my God. That was so annoying in that movie. <laughs> that was the most annoying. Like, I wanted to just... I'm sorry. I liked Homecoming. 
But every time they had a scene with him and Aunt May in the restaurant, oh, oh, why is he giving me free stuff? Oh, I have no idea. Blah, blah, blah. And why always, is Tony Stark trying to become my new uncle? I'm like, well, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's Tony. <laughs> like, I get it from Tony. But I'm like, they had to, like, just... Just dig it down your throat every time you turn around. Yes, we get it. Everybody thinks she's hot. Like, which makes it so much more not sense that it <laughs> is his aunt. It's just weird. I don't like it. I hated it. All right. Hated it. From a one to five, it was an eight. Hated it. <laughs> Do you get it? She is yeah, I got it. Scale. Okay. I, I was, I was going to say, I should have put up a warning a few minutes ago to say, hey, people. <laughs> You can put your headphones down, come back in five minutes, she'll probably be done. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> On a scale of one to five, I hate hated it. Yes, I wow. hated it. No, wow. but the so, anime so in this series that, was great. So we have gotten the I hated it on a scale of one to five line now and the comeuppance. Both hosts have been amazed <laughs> with what the other one is able to produce with pure... Hate. Hate, rage, and stupidity, apparently. I'm just saying. No, but back to the Aunt May from the scene. Phil, you got to come up with a catchphrase before the end of this. Yes. Uh, oh, pressure's man, on. pressure's on now. <laughs> Someone bring me my thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Aunt May from this series, though, is fantastic. It's perfect. It's I think what she's she great. should yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I loved it. All right. And Uncle Ben for the I liked time Uncle he, was, ben. Yes. he was in the movie. Yes. He was great, too. I, I I do I, I liked it. I mean this is technically, yes, we all know the song and dance by this point of, you know, what happens to Uncle Ben, but this was the first time a lot of people would have been introduced to and seen it. Yeah. I think they did a good job with it. Yeah. And I know that we all complained I know I, I don't think I ever complained about verbally on the podcast, but I said that if Homecoming had a origin thing showing, you know, what happened to Uncle Ben, I would have been like, do we really need to do this? But now going back and seeing this one, I was like, you know what? It's it's good to have in there. Yeah, I mean, it's a little fun. For this, for, for this movie. Yes, for this, for this movie, movie it, it worked this really one, yeah. well. Yes, I, I didn't mind it at all. And honestly, I, I would take more scenes kind of going back to what Phil said. Um, I loved that section where he was like maniacally crazy and like raged out. I, I thought it was cool. Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was like, I completely was like, wait, who are we talking about? Wow. So, but just his, like, fueled by rage and anger, uh, he was a right. B.A. Like, he was awesome. I liked him a lot in that scene. All right, now to implicate all of us in a possible murder, um, <laughs> do we consider what he did murder or just avoiding to help somebody in a situation? No. So you're saying that Spider-Man... So you are saying... Hold on. Where's, where's my Thor hammer? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Judge time. He All right. did what he did in the elevator. He just chose to let things happen the way they happened. So you are saying Spider-Man not guilty of murder in that scene. Not guilty of murder. All right, Phil. Oh, man. It was all out of anger and revenge. Uh, but no, he did not technically push him out the window. The guy tripped and, and fell. Uh, so yeah, I would say, uh, at, at least it's manslaughter instead of straight up like murder one. 
Yeah, because right. he could have saved him, obviously. He could but. have saved him. <laughs> All right, so I will say, I will agree. I will say um, involuntary... Ma- in, un- I, I want to somehow make this work with... I, I, I agree that manslaughter, but he basically out of just not wanting to help him. So I, I agree with the... He did not... I Okay, judge. No murder. <laughs> In the trial of Spider-Man versus the robber. But, possible case for manslaughter. Well, if the glove fits, you can't acquit. Oh, sh- I said that wrong. Let me start over. <laughs> Objection. And this is why you didn't represent OJ. <laughs> oh, crap. Do you need help with that line or are you good? I don't know if I can do it now. I'm tired. <laughs> Go ahead, Justin. Uh, I'm just gonna skip it then. Okay. All right. So now that we have judged Spider-Man as a not guilty, not guilty in the case of murder, but possible charges may come up for manslaughter, um, involuntary manslaughter. There, and let's. That's that was the word I was looking for earlier. Mm-hmm. Or possibly voluntary. This is getting tricky. We're not lawyers here. Thank gosh. But we do have no, a lawyer, Morty. We do have Lawyer Morty. Look at him go. We do. We do. We do have Lawyer Morty. Yeah. Look at him go. Anyways, back to Spider-Man. So, I enjoyed it. It was really cool to go back. I'm excited yes. to watch 2. Yes, definitely. Because um, 2 is hailed as one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. Mr. Sandman. That's 3. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you are losing it, and it's not even midnight yet. <laughs> I... These four children have been driving me crazy today. Uh, um, I love cold and flu season when oh, yes. NyQuil is floating around the house. Everybody's a little bit loopy. It's really <laughs> fun to, to talk to people at this time of year. It is definitely that. So with that, Phil, it was great to have you on. I'm sure, like I said, much like a radioactive spider biting a high school kid, I'm sure you will come up again on the Zingness podcast. But until then... Where are some of the best places for people to find you on the internet? Uh, best places to find me, philrude.com is my art blog, and you can also get all my social media links from there. I am a co-host on Broke Bot Mountain with David Luzader. We talk about science fiction movies and Westworld on HBO whenever it comes back around. <laughs> and, so never... Uh, or never. Yeah, we we don't know. It keeps getting pushed back. Now there's wildfires out there a couple weeks ago pushing it back further. Uh, until then, we are covering Star Wars movies and Blade Runner and everything else that we can that we can pull in. And we got to get you guys back on there too. Oh, uh, we we would definitely appreciate that. And thank you very much for being on here. Um, oh, absolutely. Anytime. You can, of course, find us. We are part of the Dark Myths Podcast Collective, and you can find more stuff from Dark Myths at darkmyths.org. You can also find me discussing Star Wars stuff every week on the Knights of Vader podcast. And if you want to find us, you can, of course, go to Podbean, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Play, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, what do you do, Ellie? Give us a five-star review. If you want to join our Facebook group, it is Zingness. If you want to tweet at us, at Zingness tweet tweet. If you want to find us on Instagram, it is Zingness Podcast. 
If you want to find us playing games, it's twitch.tv slash Zingness. If you want to contribute to the podcast, it is www.patreon.com slash Zingness. If you want to email us directly, it is Zingness at gmail.com. And if you want to buy some stuff with our logo on it, including some new logos going up very shortly, they'll probably be up by the time this is out. You would go to tpublic.com slash zingthis. Our sound guy is A.A.Ron. Our logo is done by Chris Zinger with modifications from Toby from the Secret Transmission podcast. Yes, sir. And finally, DJ Golden Boy. 89. Play us out. Uh, once again, I want to just thank Phil for being on. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. to say may the force be with us but we're done with star wars not you punk